Hey, senorita, really nice to meet ya. Have some tequila and say, this week on Squats and Margaritas, it's Mara Smith, founder and CEO of Inspiro Tequila. Mara used to be a lawyer, and she felt inspired to launch a brand. Mara and her friends were looking for a clean, additive-free tequila that tasted good, and they couldn't find one. So she decided to make one herself. <laughs> The whole concept is be inspired, live inspired, and that is Mara's mission, to help empower, inspire, and encourage other female entrepreneurs. Um, I am one myself. I'm hoping maybe she wants to help me and share the story of her transition from lawyer to founder and CEO of Inspiro, how she juggles kids, three of them, her husband and her career, how she makes time for herself, for fitness, for her active lifestyle. Here is my episode with Mara Smith. I launched a brand as well, and I don't know how to delegate to a team. Like, I don't know when we were talking about your beautiful logo and you're like, oh, not me. How did you find a team that, first of all, that you trust with your vision because this is your baby and not like micromanage them and like want to see everything that they do or put out before they do it? Um, one, it's really hard to do that because, um, and I can't say that I don't micromanage. So I have not got past that point yet. I'm not good at that. Um, I'm really, really trying to implement, um, Sarah Blakely has a quote that's basically if someone can do it 80% as well as you can, let them do it. And I am really trying, um, trying to do that and not oversee every single thing, but it's, it is because I have a vision and, um, it's, it's just hard to like relay that to someone else and have them take over. But there are definitely areas that I know are not my area of expertise, like all social media. Um, <laughs> okay. and <laughs> that, that needs to be delegated to someone else to handle. I mean, it would take me so long if I was creating a post because I'm just not good at it. I'm not efficient. I mean, I literally just learned how to use Instagram when I started this, like in May of 2020. Let's so. go to May of 2020. Um, what Before then, like you would talk about your areas of expertise. So yours would be law. <laughs> you understand the law uh, when you're launching something. And that is because you were a lawyer in Chicago for how many years were you doing this? I was a lawyer for a little over five years, and then I went into corporate strategy. So, and actually, my degree is in accounting. So, I'm really good at the analytical part of it. Yeah. So, um, numbers. I would say even because I did, you know, corporate strategy, also like overarching strategy. Um, I think I really never thought of myself as someone who's creative and like the creative part of it. So I've been pleasantly surprised that I actually have come up with creative ideas, like even the bottle design. I mean, that was something that I, I work with. The company helped me with, but my mom and I were literally, like, sketching things on paper to come up with our bottle design. So um, actually it's been kind of exciting for me because I got to use, like, a creative side that I really never felt like I tapped into. Yeah. So it could be like finding your true passion. So you're practicing law and then corporate strategy. And then what sparked the transition into spirits? <laughs> I know. Maybe it was when I had teenagers. Um, so. <laughs> oh. 
I have toddlers. That also will do it. <laughs> um, so then I was home raising my family for a while. So I, I had kind of an, an abrupt ending to my career because I was put on emergency bed rest when I was pregnant with twins. Mm. So it was a very quick ending. I had preemies at home. They, my family needed my focus. Yeah. Um, so I was home raising children. And this is kind of my big transition. This is really my next back into just, you know, doing something. And I knew I wanted, I was always thinking of something and I knew I wanted to get back into the workforce and mm-hmm. figuring out what it was, was not that easy. Um, I knew I wanted to be a product and um, because I had worked in the service industry, I knew this, I wanted to be a product. And I kept coming back to tequila. I guess like many years ago, I became a tequila drinker. I've been gluten-free for over 10 years, wow. healthier lifestyle, um, Wine did not sit well with me. For some reason, vodka would wake me up in the middle of the night. So I transitioned to tequila and discovered that it was not like the, you know, junky tequila that would make me sick in college (laughs) and finding good quality tequilas. And so just started converting a lot of friends to becoming tequila drinkers. And every time I talk to people, all these women would say, oh, that's my drink. I always drink tequila. I was like, oh, my gosh, all these women drink tequila. How come none of the brands are focused on them? Like, all the brands look super masculine. How they speak to their audience is, you know, masculine. Like, the ads are all scantily clad women, and that's not something that would resonate with me personally. You know, the bottles are super, like, heavy and thick and round and masculine. So I thought, what if we could bring a female perspective and really focus on this kind of overlooked consumer yeah, well, first of all, welcome to Tequila. I'm glad that you're here. Uh, I It's so funny you say that because I have so many friends now that they only drink tequila. And it's like, it is a part of a healthy lifestyle. It doesn't have the sugar. It doesn't have the carbs. It doesn't have gluten. Um, wine, I've been learning lately. Like, when you have wine at the end of the night, like, to kind of wind down, you fall asleep, and it makes you tired, but then the sugar kicks in when you go to sleep, and then you're up in the middle of the night with wine. So, that's, there's so many reasons to transition to tequila, and I feel like a lot of women have done that, and you're right. It's not even marketed. That, that Women are doing it because of, like, the healthy, like, it's like a healthier <laughs> alcohol if you're going to drink. Um, so you found a need, and how many times are people like, God, I wish there was this, and they just go about their day. You were like, no, here's a need, and you launched a new product to fill that need, and it's absolutely gorgeous, this bottle. Um, I just made a reel with it that I'll send you it afterwards because that's what I enjoy. I enjoy the creativity behind it. We're a good team because I can come up with the creatives and the reel, and I never want to look at numbers or anything like that. Like the whole, <laughs> I have a marketing degree, but to get a business degree, you had to do finance and accounting in it. I did it because I had to do it, but it was like not my <laughs> in my wheelhouse. I love creating, and creating with your beautiful bottle has been so much fun. And you made it that way so you could pour it, easy to pour. Yeah. So I wanted to be, like, super sleek and sophisticated and kind of contemporary, right? Very light and bright, not, you know, a lot of bottles have a lot of writing on them and, like, kind of picturesque scenes or things like that. Like, I wanted, like, super clean and sleek. And I also wanted it pretty much ergonomically, you know, that it works. So it's really easy to hold and pour. It is. You know, it's the long neck and it's gets thin in the middle so it is easy to grab and and pour 
Yes. And I wanted to talk about like going about making it because not only is it a woman owned company, it's women crafted and women like marketed. All of your team is women. You partnered with someone to process it and go about the process of finding how you wanted to make it. Yeah. So it was important if I was going to bring a female perspective that I wanted to have women involved in every part of the process. So I brought on this legendary female master distiller, Anna Maria Romero Mania, who is in Mexico and She's an artist and scientist, so her process is super meticulous, and you kind of have to just trust her process, give her your description of what you're looking for and what the taste profiles and what we thought this consumer was looking for in tequila, and then she basically handcrafted it and created our recipe from scratch, from, you know, creating taste profiles to to getting it on the shelves that we wanted women involved in every part of the process because... um, there's just not a lot of women in the spirits industry. I'm so glad to just have found you. Squats and Margaritas is about inspiring women to find their best selves. <laughs> the name of your tequila is inspired in Spanish. And your whole goal is the same, like be inspired, live inspired. I also noticed that you are all about supporting other female entrepreneurs and female founders. As one of those, <laughs> I would love any tips that you can give me if you can think back to like when – you know, you're a lawyer, like you're, you have this high profile career, you have three kids. When your kids were younger, like how did you balance that? I I have so much guilt as a stay at home mom um, that's trying to launch a brand. And I have like a three and a five year old during the pandemic, they weren't going to school. And I find myself questioning, like, should I be doing this when they're so young? And I feel like they're always asking me to come and play with them. And I can't be great at either thing something's always half-assed. Like if kids are annoyed that I'm doing this or, you know, I'm not finishing up on content that I need to give my producer because I'm playing a board game. How do you find that balance as a working mom of three? And how do you deal with that guilt? Or do you feel that guilt of not being like a hundred percent in tune with your kids? Well, one, I definitely feel that guilt. Okay. And, um, you know, I think it was, like two days ago, I had to finally order a Halloween costume for my nine-year-old, yeah. and I had to pay like rush shipping because I had not got to it, and he didn't have a Halloween costume, and that was like making me a little panicked. So I, yeah. I do have that guilt for sure, um, but I don't know that I have the balance. I think I'm really good at being intense and focused on one thing at a time, and like really focusing at it and getting it done. And um, I recently am finishing this book by Tiffany Dufu, Drop the Ball. She just talks about, like, setting your goals and how you can narrow down your to-do list based on, like, does that really further me towards any of my goals? Mm. I'm trying to implement that in my own life. In fact, I, I, I did that last week to my family, as I'm sure dismay. You know, my son, he said, I need new pants. And I said, okay, like... I don't think that's a good use of my time. Why don't you go online <laughs> and order them? Yes. And then my husband, like, usually gives me, like, a list of the things to follow up on and and bills and questions. And we had, like, an overcharge, like, from Enterprise. And he's like, can you look into this? I said, you know, that is going to be, like, two hours of my day. They go, like, it's nowhere. That's not furthering me towards my goals. So I'm not going to do that one. <laughs> 
How um, do you get to the point where you can just so clearly be like, that's not because I want to say that to most things during the day. Like that is not a use of my talents or skill set to uh, sort the laundry. But I feel like as a mom, I'm supposed to do all those things. And if I delegate that out, because you're right, it isn't, that's not the best use of my time. Then it's like, I'm not living up to like, I don't what moms do, if that makes sense. Like I see everybody else doing all the things. But they're dropping something out. Like, so I'm a fanatic about having everything, like, cleaned in the house, right? So that would have to drop, and I wouldn't be able to do that if I wanted to do, like, something else. I would have to be the mom who is the room parent and doing the art projects and volunteering for everything. So I can't do everything. I think every mom feels that guilt. There's certain things that we feel like we should do, but it's not necessarily adding value. Like, when I think about it, So because I want to make sure every single thing is cleaned up right after dinner, well, that takes time away from me spending time with my kids right after dinner because while everyone else goes to watch TV or do something or let's start a game, I'm like, no, 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 I have to finish and get everything done in the kitchen. I have that too. (laughs) So I'm trying to really take a step back. I want the quality time, the time that I pick up from school and can walk home and like actually have a conversation and talk to my son. I want that time. The other things I don't necessarily think are, you know, providing quality. Like it's just me checking things off, off of the list. It's so much time (laughs) meal prepping and planning and, um, and no one really cared. And sometimes somebody would eat it. Some people don't eat it. Then I'm making something else. Mm-hmm. So I actually just listened to your interview that you did with Amanda Gex, and and she was talking about that with the meal yes. prep and planning. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's that's brilliant. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't need to. No one values it. No one's like, oh, but we only want your special, you yeah. know, mac and cheese. Like, they don't care. No. Like, did he put food down? We ate it in five minutes, and we ran off to, like, something else. Yeah. And you think, too, like, oh, you're bringing in a chef. It must be so expensive. But when she broke it down, she's like, I was paying for carryout three nights a week. And just the time that she would take, like you said, the meal prep. And, like, just I hate just thinking about how, like, every the week and just, like, going to the grocery store. She was like, that time adding up, it was not worth it. And it's more like another person that was on my show was saying the time that's valuable with your kids. Like, we, it's almost selfish because it's like, I well, for myself, I cannot like really like lock in with my kids if the kitchen is dirty or if there's dishes in the sink. And so I will do the dishes first selfishly to make me feel better. So that then I, I'm thinking, telling myself now I can really lock in with my kids. But if somebody else was doing that, if I delegated that, if I got a housekeeper, which I have guilt about, then if they're doing the dishes, I can spend the quality time with my kids. So it's like, stop feeling guilty about delegating when it's opening you up for more valuable time like what you're saying. It's right. not, and things are still getting done. And I'm glad, I didn't know who said that, Sarah Blakely, because I, I use that quote all the time and I'm like, I don't know who said it. So you help me. But yeah, if they can do it 80% as well as you, then they should do it, not you. And that's, it's so hard for me. Yeah. <laughs> and, and no one values that you're doing that except for no. you, you know, so I do the same thing, right? I can't, I don't sit until the end of the night when every single thing is done. So until the laundry is mm-hmm. in, until the dishes are done and the counters are cleaned and everyone's like, everything's put away. I can't sit. Me neither. But that's my issue. That's not totally. like something that's like 
my family's like, oh, we're so appreciative that you <laughs> spent cleaning great. the kitchen beforehand. I mean, my son's like, well, I want to play a game, you know? I know. But for you, it's like in your head and you have to check it off. It's validation. It's like, look at this house. Like, mm-hmm. I look at all I accomplished today because I have that stay-at-home mom guilt and I worry about the perception of like, oh, you just sit on Instagram all day and you don't have to go to work. And if I were to get help and it's like, why well, do you need help? You don't go to work. I worry about that. So it's like, look at all these things I accomplished today. I have value. The house is immaculate. Like that's my pride. <laughs> and nobody else cares. No. but And also it is work. I mean, I, I, yeah. I don't like that perception. Right. I mean, it is, it's a ton of work because managing kids and a house, like it's not just, the kids and schedules and everything that's get done and every need they have, but it's also managing an entire house. Like yes. things break and have to be replaced. And there's just constantly thing, you know, things have to be managed. I mean, yes. I feel like that's not an insignificant job. And even when I, you know, stayed home, I really never felt bored. And I always felt really, really busy. You busy, but um, did you feel fulfilled, would you say? Like just doing that or did you need something like else? I think um I think I needed something a little bit for me for validation. And this is my own again. I get it. Thing. So I I was someone who was a very, very hardworking student and very hardworking in my jobs because I think I like getting that positive feedback. Thanks. Well, your family never like gives you a grade, you know, <laughs> you, know like, you got an A, you are great today, mom, you know, or, or you fail. Um, <laughs> exactly. Or tells you like, you're doing a great job. Oh. I mean, I think I did do a great job. I think my kids turned out amazing. Yeah. But for me, I think I, I needed um, some of that outside validation and, you know, that's what I think I was, I was missing being home, even though, um, I think it is a really important job. And I really don't think, um, I don't think because I'm really good at focusing and when I worked and I worked as an attorney, I mean, I was like all in. So I don't know that I would have been able to balance that. Exactly. I think I couldn't have done. And I feel like, you know, my grandma always said, like, you take your job at home just like you were when you worked outside of the home, right? right. Like, all in. Everything had to be done. Everything had to be done 100%. And that's kind of the only way I know how to do things. So I, I, I think that's probably why I'm not that good at the balance part of it. But when you completely lock in on something until it's finished, like that is where, that is my downfall because I will like talk to my therapist about it. And she's like, what do you have to do? I was like, there's so many things. She's like, take me through like what you do. And I'm like, well, I take the kids to school. And she's like, okay. And then what? And I'm like, well, I, and I, I couldn't, I was like, what's the thing? Like there's this, and I, it's cause I'm everywhere. I start doing the dishes and I'll see like a mess and then I'll go, I'm over there doing that mess. And then it's like, oh, the I got to switch the laundry. And when I go to switch the laundry, I see something else. There are so many half done things. I cannot just stay focused on one thing. How can you help me with that? <laughs> because there's so there's too many things and I have, I'm just a little bit in every place. Right. Well, sometimes I actually like, tying myself, which is a little bit, but I'm like, okay, Ooh. I will have from this time to this time. I can finish all the dishes in like 15 or 20 minutes, get it done and be done and then move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. I also have to say, 
I started delegating certain things to my kids also because, and my family, especially during COVID when like it was just insane and the amount and having everyone home and how much mm-hmm. this gets on. And I was trying to explain like, yes, all those things are like maybe 10 minutes, 15 minute items. But when you add it up throughout the day, that takes a ton of my time. Mm-hmm. Whereas if everybody else did one or two of those things, yes. that frees me up a lot. So, yeah. Um, I do try, you know, my nine-year-old, like, he has to, you know, clean up his breakfast, pack his snack, fill his water bottle, make sure his backpack's right, like, get himself ready for school, things like that, so I can be getting ready for my day then. So I feel like some of that and making sure that um, the kids can, can take care of some things on their own. I do everything. does free up some of that time, but I, I also think... I try and complete, I try and like sit and focus and complete something one thing at a time because if not, I don't feel like I can check it off my list. I list. am all about the list. Checking something off my list or seeing all the checks at the end of the day is the most satisfying thing in the world to me. I want to check it off my list, but I cannot shut my brain off. Like, like you said, we're in charge of so many other things. Like it's not, there's just... I cannot just solely focus. Maybe I need Amanda's uh, CBD. She's like, because she says the same thing. Like, I cannot just focus and, like, be present with my kids because there's so many other things. And if I could just maybe time blocking my day, like, 9 to 10, you only – I never do that. And, I you, like, you focus on work. But, like, something will pop up, like, an email that you weren't expecting. And then I find myself – but maybe I don't look at my emails at that time. Right. I have to Like, totally I don't look at social media all day all day pretty much. I'll like quickly look maybe in the morning and maybe at, at night. Okay. But I try because it could be a time suck, right? Yeah. And then you like all of a sudden lose time. Yes. I also feel like I can multitask. So I will listen to books or podcasts while I'm doing all those things. So at least I feel like I'm doing something that's also entertaining for me and I'm learning something while I'm, you know, doing other things around the house. I, I multitask a lot. I do too. Um, so, like, I if I go for a run, I have to have, like, the laundry running. Like, something else has to be happening. So, it's like, I'm not just going for a run. Like, this is, I would I would just be waiting for the uh, wash to get done and go to the dryer. But, like, that's happening while I'm running. So, it's, like, double thing. I'm just, like, I don't want to be this way. <laughs> and I think, and I hope a lot of it is that I have a three and a five-year-old. And right now, like, when did you start delegating to your nine-year-old? Or what, like, I, at five? Actually, pretty... It, pretty young. Okay. So, like, there were certain things that I was like, okay, not, you know, he was three. I'm like, you can stand up. You're not scared of water. You can take a shower now. I'm done. I'm not going wow. to go for the bathtub. <laughs> oh, I would not trust my three-year-old son in the bathtub. Like, I would come back to just, I can't leave him anywhere. It's not even just around water. Like, just, he drew with crayons on a brand new TV. Like, stood up on a thing and was, like, tracing things, and I came down, like, if, if it's quiet for a second. Like, he, my, my five-year-old, barely, I don't delegate anything to her. And she's about to be six. Like, she can have some responsibility. Yes. Packing, like, packing the backpack for school in the morning. Super okay. easy. That one, Okay. Um, definitely do. Pick out the snack. Pack your backpack. I mean, those are, you know, it's not like making your whole lunch or anything, no. but I think um, bring your laundry down. Like, yeah. even that step makes my life a lot easier. I don't have to go up and down and up and down if you just, like, bring it downstairs. <laughs> but it doesn't – my it's thing nice. is, like, I will tell them to do something, and I end up doing it because it takes so long. And I'm like – or, like, come on, your entire shoe. Or, like, 
he's, it's taking so long that I'm like, just give me your shoe. And I, it's because of me being like my anxiety and being like hyper vigilant and like we need to go that if I said bring down your laundry and I said it two times and I would just go get it because it's faster. So I'm not teaching them any independence. And then I sit around and bitch about how many things I have on my plate. So I hear myself. It's not, it's not working out. Like I need to delegate more. And I don't delegate to my husband at all because who knows when it will get done. So I could do that, but then I'm like, at least I know it will be get done if I keep it on my list. Right. I know. And, and it's sometimes hard because I am definitely more efficient and will get it done quick, more quickly. Yes. But that's the same thing with work, some work things also. Like it takes more time to explain and bring someone else on board. But True. once you explain it and have someone who knows what to do, then it takes something off your plate. So I feel like the same way with the kids. I and mean, there's always something there I can hang over their head because, I mean, screen time. So, Ooh, yeah. So my my daughter does most something. things for snacks. Like, we're not going to have a snack. Okay, great. So you have to know what works for them. <laughs> Screen time. Okay. okay. I need to delegate more. There's certain things that, like, I, I frankly never enjoyed. So now I just have a reason to not do it. Like, dry cleaners, it's free pickup and delivery. Why right? have I not been using this for years? Mm. It's a waste of my time. Like, and, and it's not like an enjoyable there. occasion. I'm right? always just trying to show my value, like my time. Like if I, it's a waste of my time, but it's another thing that I could say I did. And I don't, I don't want to ever miss something for the kids because it's like, oh, you're just, again, I'm guilty. You're just doing your little Instagram show and you didn't, your daughter didn't have a green shirt on today. Or like I was late to the bus stop because I was wrapping this late or something. And she, for one second, felt like you're, you just want to do this and not take care, like not be with me. Like I have this noise. And I don't, I don't I, I it. get it, especially because the time goes really fast. So I feel the same yeah. way sometimes when I'm missing things. But there's also certain things that they don't care about that you <laughs> care about that they don't care about. <laughs> okay. And things like, right, UPS now picks up when I have returns and boxes. I'm like, oh, I'll just schedule it. They come and pick up my door. It, it is unnecessary. That's unnecessary, like, you know, yeah. half hour between getting back and forth. Or you don't know if there's a line. Like you're exactly. standing there with it. That's yeah. I mean, I hear you. You're right. I just I need to do that. I need to put this into practice. Think of those things that make you more efficient. Because if you yeah. care about those things, you like to be efficient. You like to get more than one thing I done do. at a time. So things that can make you more efficient, right? Like Target. I have no need to ever go up and down the aisles. Mm. I do a curbside pickup again. Free curbside pickup. Pull up your car. Put it in Same. your trunk. Done. You need to put a value on your time. So you don't give your time, like, any value or dollar amount allocated to it, Mm-mm. which is why you think there's no reason, <laughs> like, someone else should do it because, right. like, it's not valuable. Okay. And that's not true because you want to do something else that, you know, makes makes money. You have to put some value on your time yeah. and what you're doing because if you think that everything is like, okay, well – there's no value in it, then it's never, it never makes sense to have anyone do anything. True. For you. <laughs> right. It wouldn't. Yeah. And that's where my pain comes from, like me feeling this way is because I'm not thinking of it like that. Are you making homemade Halloween costumes this year? No. <laughs> no, because you realize it's not a good use of your time. True. So right. you outsource it, you buy it, it gets delivered, you yeah. party city, whatever it is. So I think you need to think of that. There are people who, who can do it more quickly and efficiently maybe and you know it's the guilt of like I had to hire someone and I see everybody else doing all those things and going to work I don't think there's like a balance I think like every day maybe you're going to do 
one thing really well and something else is going to get lost in the shuffle. Really trying not to dwell on things Mm -hmm. too much. Um, You can't change it. You just got to keep moving. It's hard. I'm saying it like it's so easy. Just move on because I dwell. Like, why? Like, why? Well, you launched a brand during a pandemic, and this is what it is right now. And it's not just happening to you. Like, you have to realize that. Like, everybody is in a weird space right now, and you did it. Like, you launched this. I love it. I tried it. I love it. The bottle is so beautiful. What is um, next for Inspiro? So we launched online, so we're available on our website. We're also going to be available and um, some other e-commerce, like marketplaces, like Sip Tequila. And then really next is in 2022, um, once we have a lot of that data from all our, you know, from our online sales, figuring out market center into probably starting in my own backyard, I'm in Chicago, and really focusing on Illinois first. Yeah. Um, so just getting on, you know, retail shelves, and that will be uh, the next step. And then so, any new products? Did, you, did we say Reposado? We will have a Reposado that will, um, we're hoping will be out um, before the end of the year, so hopefully for holidays. And I'm really excited about it. Again, one of those things that um, the timing, not totally up to me, but mm-hmm. I'm really, really pushing everybody and hoping that I can have it here by the beginning of December so it's here for holidays. I'm so excited that I found you. Our brands are so aligned with inspiring women. Thank you for making this tequila, and thank you for everything you're doing to like support other female brand owners and entrepreneurs. I wanted you to end with your purple bicycle story because yeah. I read it on your uh, website, and it makes me love you even more. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. I, I've actually been so pleasantly surprised throughout this entire process. So many women that I reached out to, like, cold LinkedIn messages or emails or some warm introduction, and they have been willing to offer me guidance and feedback and share their learnings, and I've just been astounded by it. And it was really important to me that I could do the same thing for whoever's coming up next or somehow share, even if they're ahead of me, but maybe I've learned something or some piece of advice or information or I've done a ton, a ton of research on, like, so many different aspects from, you know, marketing and and sales and software tools and things. Maybe there's something I can share and help someone else along the way and, you know, save them some legwork. So I feel like that was a really important piece of it to me, to be able to inspire other women, to give back, to help someone else get, you know, started on their dreams and also to offer some guidance, um, and advice along the way. So really everyone who reaches out to me, I take every single, you know, call, DM, email, and I always feel like I learned something from them and hopefully I can provide something back. And so the Purple Bicycle is really about kind of my um, extreme determination as uh, as a (laughs) four-year-old to ride a bicycle that was much too big for me. And when everybody told me that I was too little, was a very, very small child, and um, I was determined um, to prove them all wrong, and after many, you know, scrapes and bruises and falls in one day, was was up on that bicycle and riding the two-wheeler, even though I couldn't even, you know, sit on the seat and reach the pedals. So that story just 
showed kind of how like sheer determination and and will. And I really hope that there are other women out there who, even if people are telling you you can't do it, you don't know in this industry, you're an outsider, what experience you have, that they can also find that determination and will and really move forward and, and try and, you know, start something and, and follow their passion too. Thank you so much for listening to the Squats and Margaritas podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And I'll see you next week for a brand new episode of Squats and Margaritas.